How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Danny, I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. Jim Caldwell, not interested in being an offensive coordinator in Washington. We'll get to that in a second. You said you had a story, though, Danny. Yes. From last night. What do you got? It pertains to what we talked about on the show last evening. If, okay. you, if you didn't hear it, go to grantnanny.com, get the Odyssey app. There's a cool rewind function. You can put the cast us. It was a great and heated discussion. So I get home. Uh, the wife had a dinner with some friends. Okay. So I get back to our residence a little after seven, after you and I are done here doing the radio program. And uh, I left the garage open, thinking that she'd be taking her car out. Right? It's a courtesy. Okay? I uh, A lot of times she would close it for the night if everybody's in for the night, but I left it open thinking she would take the car out. I didn't realize that she was going to take an Uber because she wanted to have wine with dinner. Perfectly reasonable. That's normal. That happens. I also realized that I left, uh, when I dropped my youngest off at school, um, oftentimes he likes to bring a couple of his favorite stuffed animals with him. Okay? And it's because it's not a normal- to school? No, in the car with him. Oh. He wants to ride with, with stuff he's Madam in the car. Madam President does the same thing. Yeah. So, Soft Bunny drops her off at school every day. Soft Bunny's got to make the trip. Yeah, these are these are very creative names of Doggy and Lammy. You can only imagine what kind of uh, animals Lam- they Let me are. guess. Lammy's a turtle. Yeah. Doggy is drag. Doggy is a dragon, actually. You wouldn't okay. think so. No, so he's got them both, right? So I for- a lot of times I forget him in the back seat. And they're sitting in my car. He needs them for bedtime and, and everything else. So I realize as it's raining, my wife has just left. Oh, crap. I got to go out and close the garage and get the stuffed animals, right? Very reasonable so far. Everybody's with me. So I saunter out there, and uh, you know it's not it's not very light out. You can imagine it's raining, it's dark, it's nighttime, and uh, I have gone in the side entrance, the door. I hit the button to close the garage. Right, so the garage door is now closing. I go into the car, my car, to grab Doggy and Lammy. I close the door. There's movement, a mm. little bit of movement. Now everybody that's lived in a city for more than six months, assumes any time there's any kind of movement, it's a rat. But you're in Virginia now. I'm in Virginia. But my instinct initially is, that's a rat. Your Virginia okay. instinct should be opossum. That's an opossum. With uh-huh. an O, an opossum. 
or a maybe certainly a squirrel or a raccoon, I would say. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the deal is. I just know that there's movement, and it startles me, right? You don't want to be around the movement, okay? So, sorry, I, gotta, I, gotta, I have a sound cue that I'm going to use here in a second. So okay. give me one moment. I'm going to get this all called up. You you won't. We got it. No, I'm, I'm ruining the segment. I fully realize Prepare your prop live on the I actually radio. thought I had it, but next thing you know, I was listening to the show during a commercial break, and uh, the whole thing's a mess. Anyway. Studying his film. That's why he he's a worker, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So He's a grinder. He's out here watching his own film, making in-game adjustments. The movement happens, okay? And I am startled and stunned, and my eyes adjust, and I realize it's not just some little tiny thing. That's a De'Aaron. That's a Vivica. Oh, that's a red. We got a King George Fox. It's raining, and he was seeking shelter in my garage. Yeah, the door is closing. So it's just you two now. I'm in his way, and he can't get out. This is the sound I heard. I would say that again. Was that your? Phone this is the sound him? that I heard. Listen to it. That's scary. Yeah, that's the sound they make. Now I'm I'm a foot and a half away, just me and him, in a in a garage that's closed. It's so scary when you end up face to face with a wild animal. He don't want to be there, neither do I. So, holy crap! I can't get out the garage door that's closing. It's like almost down. Like I'm not. I can't Indiana Jones slide under the thing. There, it, we're just sort of in this. He's thinking about like, do I have to bite this dude? Do I? Ha-? And I'm like, please don't bite me. I'll slowly back away. I'm holding my kid's stuffed animals in one hand. Okay, he's right there. You got to throw doggy at him. He's he's doing this that the fox sound. It's like a it's like a, I never heard it. You know that song? What does the fox say? That's what it says. I know it now. And in a garage with the echo, it's terrifying. It's a blood curdling screech. It sounds like. One part like distressed animal, one part come everybody help me eat this fat bastard, and one other part, I'm going to bite you. This is all happening. Slightly to my right are my set of golf clubs. Oh, no. We talked about golf and how nubs it is. Golf saved my life last night, Grant. Golf Good saved thing a pickleball wasn't next my to life. I slowly inch over. He's still. How big is he? Big enough. But I mean, they're little, uh, frankly. I mean, nah. they're bigger than a house cat, but not much. Mm, he, this is dog sized. Yeah, uh, but but smaller, not like a lab. No, not a lab, Probably but a little less. Twice two Fiona. Now, are you doing the bit where like that where Drab was like anybody could beat up a mountain lion? Are you no, doing no, that no. bit? Of course, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying it's not like a bear is in your garage. No, There's a fox a is. Small fox. Yeah, well, it's a fox. Don't, don't diminish the fox. So <laughs> I'm yeah. So I'm making eye contact with the guy. I'm like, what what do I do for bears? What do I do for foxes? I don't know. I don't remember this from any lessons. I re I slide to my right a little bit while making eye contact don't with him. Don't hit Megan. I reach in. And I pull out my six iron. I didn't know what club was going to be. I didn't know. I didn't know the yardage, whatever. Why did you pick six iron? Is that the best for hitting a fox with? I I don't know. I don't know okay. what your recommended distance is to the hole. I didn't have a range finder on me. All right. I got my six iron. I slowly put the stuffed animals on top of the car. The fox. Why couldn't you have just walked away? There's. I mean, he's in between the door. He's he's blocking the door. There's no way out. There's no way out. Starring uh, who's in that movie? I can't remember. That's a movie though. So I've got, like, I want to go. He wants to go, but he also was like concerned about me. Kevin Costner and Gene Hack. There you go. 
So I basically start now with my with the with my six iron extended towards him to ward him off and his screeching, terrifying, blood curdling nonsense. And I advance towards him, trying to usher him to go through the door that's barely cracked. These are my he doesn't confessions. know. He doesn't know that the door's there, right? So he he kind of snaps at me, but backs up. Snaps at me and screeches, but backs up. Snaps, snaps and screeches, but backs up again. I now can reach the doorknob with my golf club. I'm looking at him. I'm pointing at him. But then I slowly kind of turn it, and he moves towards me. I said, no, 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 no. You stay right there. You stay right there, right, with my golf club facing him. What's I, your you, level of concern? High at this moment. What's 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 my scale? One it's, to it's ten. It's the big number. It's a ten. There's a fox. I mean, it's me and the fox. Right. I use the hook of the golf club to open the door. It creaks. Now there's a way out. Okay? So now he's lost ground. I've gained ground. I still probably don't think I could beat him to the door. I now back up while keep while continuing to ward him like I'm in a fencing stance. Right? He's unsure. He's like, this feels like a trap. This feels like, I don't know. I usually go in the big door. You guys, this is a side door. I don't feel comfortable. He's still giving me the snap and the, like terrifying sound, right? So eventually, I start saying like weird gibberish, like shoe, like he understands me. He like, said, "It's a football." Yeah, I'm like, "Go it's on, a football." I'm like, "Get out, get out, get out!" Like he, like he's like all he needs is like some words of encouragement from me. Eventually, he finally realizes that like that's outside. You follow me? Like I don't think he understood what that was. He turns, looks at me, gives me one last screech, and sprints out of the house, sprints out of the garage. And I finally exhale. Golf saved my life. Did that you day, get my out friends. of the door though? I I'll tell you what I did. I ran and slammed that door shut, turned on the light, and then I looked under every orifice. I looked everywhere for more foxes. Then I was like, maybe there's a snake now. Like I was I was scared to death last night. Terrified of that. So once I was confident Welcome that to he the was burbs, gone. My yeah. guy. Once I was confident that he was gone, I opened everything up again. And like looked around, and then I did like the an awkward sprint. Meanwhile, my kids are inside. Like my one, my one, like my oldest was in the shower. My youngest is like like having some milk, like watching a phone before bedtime, you know. And they're just alone inside the house, and I'm facing off with uh, with uh, with Vivica Fox outside. And so when I was finally feel like okay, I think I'm I think I'm secure. I did this weird sprint thing where I sprint through the big entrance, hit the door, the big door to close, turned off all the light, and ran inside and locked the door super fast. Like you just saw a horror movie. And I, I my heart was palpitating for a while. And I, my, and I couldn't tell my kids what was going on because I knew they wouldn't sleep. My wife wasn't there. And I wanted to explain to her that I am a hero. Like I'm I'm like a superhuman real man. That's what happened. Golf saved my life. I was still holding the six iron. Now you're a golf guy. Well, there's a six iron inside our house. <laughs> the rest of the clubs are outside. The six iron came in with me because I wouldn't let go of the club because I was so scared. Pickleball couldn't have done that. No, pickleball couldn't have saved me. We went off the field. It sounds like Danny was in the win column last night. I'm alive. At 345 on Grant and Danny. Chargers-Jaguars game preview coming up at 325. I tease that Jim Caldwell does not want to be the offensive coordinator for the commanders. So let's get into that now. He is only going to take interviews for head coaching jobs. And to that, I say good for him because he has been a head coach in the National Football League. That's not to say you should be too proud to ever kind of step backwards. But 
From 14 to 17, he did a pretty good job as the head coach of the Lions. He then did work again in 2019 as the assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach in Miami with the Dolphins, and he's been chilling since. But he is not interested in the commanders wanting him to be their offensive coordinator, or it sounds like even that job calling plays for anybody else. He's going to wait until he gets another head job, or he's not going to work in the NFL again. I kind of like that he's got that standard for himself. Me too. Quick note about Jim Caldwell, if I may. Detroit, before Jim Caldwell, had two winning seasons. Two. Since they were in the NFC title game against Washington. Right? Then Jim Caldwell had three and four years. A, he did a pretty good job. B, that was also the the, the peak or, or the beginning of the Matt Stafford era. Yeah. So they found a quarterback, and when that happens, you win games. But to your point, 11-5 and five and 14, and then they went 9-7 and seven back-to-back in 16 and 17, which is a big deal in Detroit. Yeah, and then they decided, yeah, he's not good enough, and they hired Matt Patricia, who failed so miserably, which gave me such satisfaction that he was terrible. Jim Caldwell, I would say solid to pretty good coach. Yeah. Matt Patricia, horrendous coach. Mm-hmm. Like they got a lot worse when they made that move. And don't forget Caldwell. I know it was Peyton Manning's led Colts, but he had success in Indianapolis as well. His That's first right. year coaching them, he went 14 and 2. How many coaches have ever gone 14 and 2? It's really rare. Then he was 10 and 6 the next year. They went 2 and 14 the year they didn't have Peyton Manning, which is kind of a ding against Jim Caldwell. Yes, hurts his record. I would there. say. And then uh, he got fired after the 2 and 14 season. And then he went to Detroit and latched on with Stafford. They were 11 and 5 and had the three winning seasons in four years. So, as a coach, 62 and 50. I think you give Manning and Stafford the assist, but you can say that about any coach. Yeah. So I misspoke. It's actually since 2000. I meant I, I said the wrong thing uh, for Detroit. But the point is, Jim Caldwell told Washington that's not a good situation. No, thank you. I'm, I'm holding out for something better. So, I give him credit. I also give Washington credit, by the way. I do. I, and some people may say that's, that's a low bar. Yes. My bar is incredibly low for what this regime is going to do in terms of looking for an offensive coordinator. I thought, you know, maybe they're going just going through the exercise, but I thought it would be three guys that were coordinators in Carolina, two guys that are already on the staff, and we'll go, look at this, big change. So and it's going to be boring I'm one of those some people because yeah. I keep seeing, you're not alone in this, folks around town saying things like, good job for the commanders to, to reach out to Jim Caldwell. And I'm going, why is that applaudable? Because like, they're, my bar for them is so low. That's just how an opening goes. You just call Normally. people who would be good at the job and you ask them to interview for it. Now, if they hire a Jim Caldwell type guy, then we could throw a little party for them. If they bring in someone who has done this at a high level or been a head coach who's won a lot of games, I could see being excited. But just asking to interview them is now, that's the threshold? You're right. That is a that's not a big hill to have to walk up. If we're giving them kudos because they're interviewing someone other than Ken Zampezi, basically, is, is right. what we're doing. I mean that and again, my I I know that's it's probably probably a little bit too harsh on this, but after all the Commanders, after all the Carolina Panther connections and former coaches and former secretaries and administrators and trainers and everybody that just came up here like it was a, a, a vocational program down there in Carolina for a middling regime, I'm basically like my expect my expectations are they're going to thumb their nose at us and and tell us how great the search was and how thorough and exhaustive it was when it won't be. So I was actually impressed that they did a nor- a guy that was a head coach before they called him. I'm impressed by that because my bar for it was so low. Your point is correct also, I think. I think both can be true. You're correct in the sense that 
this is what you're supposed to do. It's a reasonable thing. You're also not supposed to have nothing but your buddies from Carolina at every position in the organization. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of guys say uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who just got fired, are not going to be interested in interviewing for this job. But you should reach out to anyone who called plays in the NFL this year who becomes available. Mike LaFleur, Cliff Kingsbury, whoever else. Anyone who had success calling plays in the NFL over the last few years, Mm -hmm. you should ask to interview. If they're not interested in doing it, that's perfectly fine. But that, to me, is just kind of the bare bones of the search. My concern, to your point, is that they end up with, I've been saying Mike Shula. Yeah, that's the name I've got. Throwing that catch-me-all name out there because he's kind of the embodiment of what Rivera has largely done, and he was the play caller for Cam Newton when they got to the Super Bowl. I think it's just going to be a former Panthers assistant and or someone in the building like Zampezi. If it's not, I'll I'll be excited, I think, that they're trying to do something different or bringing in a fresh set of eyes and trying to figure something out. The, the slam dunk would be a young, innovative guy. You know, a thought-provoking pusher of offense into the, the next generation. Like... That is the dream, and I just, after the press conference they just had, I don't know who's signing up to come here Doesn't who wants seem likely. to be innovative. I, they're not really asking for a lot of that. Maybe if you're innovative in running the ball, because you don't just have to line up and hand the ball off to a tailback slamming between the tackles. You know, Maybe you could be a, a hybrid of, I actually liked it. Like Ben Johnson in Detroit is this way, I think. Yeah. Now that guy's about to become a head coach, and he's interviewing for every opening, I'm sure, in the next week or two. We just had a hell of a year, and the, the Lions are really sharp with their running game. They do a really good job. I, I would call them philosophically like a, a run-first team, theoretically. They're very physical. They want to be that, but they're great in play action. Yeah, the offense is awesome. They, they throw the ball down the field a lot and really well. Jared Goff had an incredible season. He was fantastic. And I think Ben Johnson deserves a lot of credit. He did an exceptional Agreed. job. and. Like, find that guy. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if that's a fit with what they are. Yeah, I, I know this name is a punchline in the NFL, but I felt that way about Chip Kelly, right? He was he liked running the football. He, he had different philosophies on it, right? Wh- whether it was everything from the splits of the linemen to using unbalanced lines to, uh, you know, the, the use of space, which is different than hat on a hat, pushing people around and changing directions. He had all kinds of interesting stuff and, and running hurry up. Nobody liked him, and they, he, I think he was a jerk, and he got himself out of the league because of that. But I, I'm, I'm with that. I, I, You don't have to just be innovative with passing games and throw nothing but bubble screens. I, I want someone forward-thinking, not an old retread. That said, no one should be bashing the commanders for shooting their shot on Jim Caldwell and getting rejected. Agreed. You know, th- this is going to be a tough search. Like, finding a prom date is going to be hard. But I've been there. You just asked a, a really, you know, attractive catch. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You kind of knew Jim Caldwell's not taking that job, but you might as well make the call. So don't patch them for that, but I will say, even if it's not relevant to Caldwell saying no, this is going to be a hard hard sell Venn diagram to match the circles on, mm-hmm. to, to have them just sitting on top of one another of what they want to be and who they're looking for, and also finding someone who is really good and exciting and, and is going to move the needle here. It's just going to be tough. Yeah. I, I, if you are a hot candidate, you'll have better choices. If you are not a desirable candidate, is this where you want to go to have your reputation die? There's a great chance that happens. There's a great chance you're tied to an inept offense. It's so funny. I think if you're not a desirable candidate, though, Danny, 
you take this job if it's offered to you. Because there aren't many other choices. Because if you're not a desirable yeah. candidate, how many offers are you getting? Right. So if, if they're offering you, there are 32 coordinating jobs on the planet. If you're desirable, you'll wait and you'll get a better one. If you're undesirable, then one of the 32, you're not asking any questions. You don't need any other information. I get to call plays. It's a defensive-minded head coach who's not going to meddle a ton other than the scream at me to run the ball every now and then. Okay. Yeah, I get to run my own own meeting room. I Mm -hmm. get to run half the building, and I just got to deal with him in my office on Mondays telling me to run it more. I can figure that out. Winning off the field, coming your way at 345 in 25 minutes and your first chance to win tickets to go see the Impractical Jokers at Capital One Arena at 4 o'clock. Next, we're previewing Game 2 of 6 this weekend. Chargers, Jaguars could be really, really fun in Jacksonville. You're listening to Grant and Danny. Yeah, they're a really good football team, and you know they've got a really good defense too. And uh, you know it's going to take a, a good week of preparation for uh, practice from us. Um, you know they've got a really impressive front seven who've been able to get after the passer and disrupt them. Um, and so it's up to us to have a good protection plan uh, to stay dialed in uh, for as long as we can. I think his, his mindset, you know, obviously the game plan that we have throughout the week is is really good. You know, just the way we sync everything up, but then just his aggressive nature and he kind of always keeps that in the front of his mind of you know when when to take shots and when to when to not too I think he has a really good discretion on those on those things with Danny I'm Grant you're listening to the fan that was Justin Herbert on the Jaguars Trevor Lawrence on Doug Peterson getting ready to preview that matchup for you game two of the six to be played this weekend this is your Saturday night nightcap Breaking NFL news right now, Diana Rossini reporting, I believe, first, that Sean McVay will remain as the head coach of the Rams. He has informed his staff that he is staying put in Los Angeles for at least this upcoming season. I'm very surprised. I'd have lost that bet. I will raise my hand. I was loud wrong. I thought he was going to step away and go do TV and make himself $20 bucks and not deal with the rebuild. This tells me a couple things. I think, number one, Matt Stafford's planning on playing next year. Because I think if you're about to do the Baker Mayfield experience or whatever that is, that's a lot less enticing to hang around there. Number two, maybe his conscience got the best of him, and he's like, I I can't roll right now. (laughs) That would look a little bit bad. But Aaron Donald, Stafford, the the collection of the injured veterans and some of the questions about who's back, who isn't, who's going to retire, you know, maybe collectively there were enough conversations where he felt like a lot of those guys would be coming back. And they're going to make one more run at this thing. Because the window's not quite closed yet. Life's going to be more difficult for them now. But if Stafford's actually healthy, then that team looks a lot more capable of being back in the playoffs. You think Cooper Cup is back, right? I mean, you know, you're, oh, you're 100% a, be back. Yeah, you know, you're a couple pieces on offense away. I mean, you know, Robert Woods obviously lost a couple steps after his injuries. They need a, a, a Robin to the Batman that is Cooper Cup in the passing game. It can't be Tyler Higby. It's got to be somebody better than that. I don't think Van Jefferson is the guy to step up, but somebody somewhere, there's a weapon available for them right out there where you can all of a sudden have a passing game. They need to get younger in a couple spots. They don't have great paths to do that because you mentioned salary cap hell with you know two or three draft picks over the next decade, numbers approximate. But yeah, if Stafford is back, you could you could have a puncher's chance in that division. Robert Woods is on the Titans. Yeah, so I'm saying. They, they didn't have a guy like that, and once he lost a okay. step and... They, they they never replaced his production. I thought that's what you said. Ryan, I'm going to throw you under the bus. 
told me he's like Jeremy Macklin moment. He, Robert no, Woods. No, I and I realized that's exactly how that sounded. But like they for a while those they had two thousand yard receivers. They right. could, you could go either I, way. I, so I Woods think, got hurt. They we, didn't want him anymore. Can we get the audio and listen back? I think that the claim in the production room by a guy who yesterday had a football. It's a football. It's a football. I believe he thought there was a Jeremy Macklin situation brewing. And then I was going to say that, and you would say, did he bounce? And we'd have a 2023 version. I fully admit I didn't say what I meant very clearly. I'm saying they haven't had that in years there. Got it. Since Woods got hurt. Last year was was when he got hurt. Yeah. So, you know, that, that Odell Beckham was around for a minute because of that. I mean, they just kind of couldn't find a second guy opposite Cooper Cup. But to reiterate, I led you guys astray. I led you the wrong direction. I told you Sean McVay was likely going to walk. And he's coming back to the L.A. Rams next season, so there is that. All right, let's dive into this matchup then. Game number two of the six Chargers-Jaguars in Los Angeles, uh, in uh, Jacksonville. And L.A. is coming in 10-7, and seven, winners of four of five. And they're playing better at the right time despite a ton of injuries this season. The Jaguars have won five straight to get to 9-8, and eight, overtaking the Titans in Week 18, the AFC South crown. Jacksonville. Blew L.A. out. Remember when these two teams played in September? Justin Herbert was playing in that game with with a rib problem. Mm. So I don't know how indicative that is. It was also a long time ago, September. Chargers ranked 19th in offense, 22nd in passing DVOA, 20th running the ball. Jags are not great defensively, 27th. They are 29th against the uh, pass and and, uh, better against the run, about 12th. What's your gut feel on this game? I have gone back and fourth on this. I don't trust the Chargers' defense, even though they've had some some weeks, especially down the stretch, where they were really good. Once they started to get guys healthy and you know get, get some of those pieces back, they were really good against Miami, Tennessee, the Colts, the Rams. All bad offenses, mind you, but still, that's what a good enough defense does. They'll they'll smack you around and limit you. I that I that Denver game, Grant. I I am so heavily influenced by that just because it's the most recent sample. And Brandon Taylor's like. We're going for it. Here we go. And it was so bad. I kind of think Jacksonville wins the game. Yeah, and, and insult to injury with Mike Williams. Yeah. Who's out on Sunday He will or Saturday night. He will not play in the game. Coaching malpractice for a guy that I like. Brandon Staley trying to win that game, which they lost anyway. And he lost a player where there was nothing to be gained by having his starters on the field as much as he did. The Chargers were 6-6 six and six earlier this season. Staley was fighting for his job. They won the three straight to get to the playoffs. Staley is a game planner defensively. In the same way we talk about Kyle Shanahan and McVay and some of these guys offensively being a weapon for their teams, he is that good defensively. You saw that against the Dolphins when these teams met. Injury-riddled Dolphins team now was at the peak of its powers back then, and the Chargers and Brandon Staley drew up a great plan on Monday Night Football. Other thing about L.A. that I really, really like as it pertains to this matchup the Chargers don't really turn the ball over. 19 giveaways in 17 games this year. That's one of the reasons why they averaged 23 points per game, which is right around top 10 in football. The Chargers offense is number one in passing DVOA. Second half of this season, no one threw the ball better than them. Uh, and they took you know, some big plays away defensively as well, generated takeaways on the defensive end. So I, I like the way they were playing coming into the playoffs. I really do. When you watch their offense, it's it's the opposite of what people analytically want offenses to look like now. Everyone wants vertical shots, deep passing, A dot as they call it, depth mm-hmm. of, of a target. 
it's this offense is about completions. It's about time of possession through the air because they cannot run the ball. In fact, they're awful at running the ball. This is the most 2023 team ever, Danny. Yep. They can't run it. They can't stop the run. They're great at passing, and they're great at defending the pass. Best in the league defensively against the pass last several weeks. When those when their big three receiving options, and I'm including Eckler in that, who had 107 catches out of the backfield, by the way. He is the ultimate PPR running back. When Allen and Williams, both big guys, Allen is such a precise route runner, so it's almost like he, he, he can be big when he wants to be, but he almost kind of plays... I don't have the right way to put it, but he's such a tactician on the outside, just always getting open, great hands. He's outstanding. But when those three guys are around, that passing game hums. That's a really good offense. Now you subtract Mike Williams from that, so he's not really going to be there to make catches in traffic, it looks like. The only good news is they get a lot of practice without Mike Williams. Yeah, they're used to it over the last couple years. They were still number two in the league in completions, which is what they want to be. Justin Herbert, 1.4% of his passes intercepted. That's an unbelievable uh, interception rate. It protects the football. You threw they, it 700 times this year. I know. They convert 43% of their third downs, which I don't really know how they do that, considering how bad they are running it on early downs. They got a bad early down success rate. Uh, their OC's name is Joe Lombardi, and he basically he looks at his offense and goes, okay, I want the ball in Herbert's hands. So he just asks him to throw it more than any quarterback in the NFL, to your point. Flip side of things, let's talk Jacksonville. I love the way their defense played against the Titans to get them here. Mm-hmm. Last Saturday night, they got a touchdown defensively in the fourth quarter to win. They were the first team to overcome a fourth quarter deficit without getting a first down and win a game in years. And they did it thanks to their defense. And this is just a group that's feeling itself right now. Remember, they started two and six. It's a completely different team, though. They would have been eleven and six if you just reversed the results in all of their one possession games. They didn't really have a lot of luck in those games this year. But offensively, Doug Peterson is a magician. Like you got to give him a lot of credit. Justin Herbert developed into a star passer. They average 4.7 yards per carry. Some of that is Lawrence being able to do some things in read option. Travis Etienne, really, really good. The Chargers' inability to stop the run could cost them this weekend. And it's one of the reasons I think Jacksonville could not only win, but maybe win handily. The Chargers allow 145 rushing yards per game, 5.4 per carry, and the Jags are really, really good at running the ball. I think there's going to be a couple moments here that, that are going to decide this one where, let's say, ETN gets going a little bit early, right? And I think if I'm Doug Peterson, I'm going, let me, let me let, let's, let's probe and make sure that the way we think this is going to go is how it's going to go. And I think the Chargers are going to get so tired of giving up some of these runs that here comes your shot play, right? Here comes your big play, whether it's, uh, who knows? I guess it's Christian Kirk potentially, but it, you know, over the top to Zay Jones or something like that. But Trevor Lawrence with a couple backbreaking third downs to stay on the field, whether it's via scramble or otherwise. I think Jacksonville is going to win this game. I I don't feel great about them because they're so inconsistent. Some of their defensive numbers are buoyed by the fact they played in the worst division the AFC has to offer. And you're playing against you know Houston, who's playing out the string, and uh, the Titans, whose offense is totally challenged. The Jets, I can't remember who quarterbacked that game, but I don't think it was Mike White. May have been Zach Wilson's last stand. They're able to buoy some of their defensive numbers. It's the same group that couldn't stop Dallas, that couldn't stop Detroit, that couldn't stop Baltimore. I don't know, man. I have such a hard time feeling this game. Right now, I'm on Jacksonville, though. 8-15 East kick tomorrow night. And how about this? This is kind of quirky. So Al Michaels left NBC to go to Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Al Michaels on the call on NBC tomorrow night. Back for one more ride. He and Tony Dungy will be calling this game. I guess because it's Amazon Prime's deal with him, there's less concern about exclusivity than, say, like Disney versus NBC or something. So he's calling the game for NBC. Wow. 
you would say, well, NBC's got to have someone. Their number two is basically their their Notre Dame play-by-play guy, and that currently is Jack Collinsworth. So either you allow Jack Collinsworth to call Chargers, Jaguars. Which wouldn't feel right to me. Or you let Al Michaels come back and do it. And so they're they're going with that one tomorrow night in Jacksonville. You know that place is going to be hopping. I yeah. say this all the time, and I don't mean it to be rude, but Jags fans are fair weather fans, but when, when it's good, it's really, really good. I got two buddies who are diehard fans of the Jaguars, and they ride with them all the time. But in terms of the stadium, I've been to that stadium multiple times where nobody was there, and there's 11,000 people, and they've just got tarps over all the seats, if you've ever heard of that, at the top of the stadium. It's very weird. Not that much demand for tickets, huh? No other team would do that. But right now, the getting is good, and it's going to be pretty raucous. Do you think they have a sports book that they would wait to open until the season ends? Yeah, apparently they opened the sports book in Jacksonville yesterday. Uh, which is perfectly timed. That's oh, apt. That wasn't in Jacksonville. Oh, That's what I'm right. I don't know right, where it right, was. Right, 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 right. It wasn't in Jacksonville. Mm. Two games down, four to go. Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals. Among them, we'll break them all down today on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Winning off the field on this Friday is next. What little thing has gone right in your day? You can tell us in just a moment on GD on The Fan. Then what happens? Ah, but of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is time on this Friday, in lieu of a double play, to figure out how you are winning off the field. You call us up, 800-636-1067. You tweet us, at Grant H. Paulson. That's funny, Danny. Tell us what little teeny tiny mini moral victories happen in your day. Something no one else would care about, but it's been a good thing for you. This is brought to you by GovSmart, intelligent IT solutions for government. Visit GovSmart.com. Danny, how are you winning off the field? I've got two if that's all right. Is that? I feel like that's okay, right? We could do that. 800-636-1067. Uh, first, despite the the tough guy that's like tweeting the station about how much of a wuss I am, about not dealing with the fox properly. Is there a tough guy yeah. doing that? and that I shouldn't have been afraid at all, and the fox was actually very adorable in a close confines with me where he was barking at me. He was actually a mating call or something, according to the guy. Despite all of that, my confrontation with the fox. I did not get bitten by a fox last night in my garage. Therefore, I am winning off the field. Secondly, and this is my second one. Yesterday, I was called all sorts of names. I was defamed on these uh, radio waves here by saying something that was actually true. According to the National Golf Foundation, 25.1 million people play golf. According to CNBC, 36.5 million people play pickleball between the years 2021 and 2022, with that number rapidly rising. More people play pickleball than golf. That's what I said. I was right. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field? Disagree completely. What number are you using for golf? The 25 million number is from 2021. From the National Golf Foundation. Right. What year? I don't know, actually. I'm looking at the National Golf Foundation. I can tell you. Go ahead. That's the number that I said yesterday from 2021. Your number is the 2022 pickleball 20, number. 2021 to 22, so the same time frame. Understood. Yep. The 25 million was compared to 5 million in pickleball that year. It was five times as much. Now, that the calendar year that led to this, you're saying, what's the number? Which is, by the way, amazing, and I'm blown away by it. 36.5 million. Crazy. From I would 21 to 22. post-pandemic, more people are playing things than were before. 100%. It happened. That yeah. 25 million for golf would probably also be a lot larger. So I wouldn't claim victory just yet. 
Well, they need an updated number on golf, I would say. But okay, it is true that I, it sounds like if that number's correct, more mm-hmm. people played pickleball last year than played golf the year before, which is still stunning. But I, my guess, this is my very scientific method. Mm-hmm. If thirty-six million people played pickleball last year, fifty million people played golf is what I would guess. That's what I think that would be my scientific method. I would assume, but. That's a big leap from five million, which is the number we were using while discussing it yesterday. Because I, I mean, I didn't know. I'm just, I'm going. But that, that was just the first Google search we found, right? Yeah. So uh, somebody sent me a CNBC story because they were talking about the business element of it. Because yeah. how crazy it is with business all the is booming, with all the the the, the LeBron Jameses and the Kevin Durantses and the Mark Cubans and everybody's like pickleball, and that's how they talk about it. They go like that. I'm winning off the field for this reason. I successfully pulled off a great bit at the movie theater last night. Therefore, <laughs> I am. Winning off the field. Tell people about it. I'm going to make this story very short. Tell people. I don't want to waste anybody's time. So I, Danny knows this. Danny hates this, actually. But Danny mm. also knows this. Mm-hmm. I love to do awkward bits with people. That's just my favorite thing. It's your thing. Occasionally, the worst case scenario happens where I'm doing an awkward bit and people recognize me. And that's the most mortifying, humiliating thing that's ever happened. I'll remind you of when I was at the pumpkin patch. And a guy was, they make you carry pumpkins. And the, the more that you can carry, the more you get for a certain price. And this guy did this bit where he had like 15 pumpkins in a pile and he was walking around with them. You have to take three steps and you get all the pumpkins you can carry for $20 or whatever. Uh-huh. So he did this amazing job like walking with pumpkins. And I just got everyone in the room to start like clapping and screaming. And then I walked up to him and I don't know why I did this in a country accent somewhere down by Fredericksburg. I said, well, you're the best pumpkin walker I've ever seen. Just like that. I just and he looked at that. me and said, thanks, Grant. Just like that. Yeah. Complete stranger. Complete stranger. And and I looked at my wife, who always tells me, stop doing stuff. You'll get uh-huh. recognized. People will, you know. And, and she said, I told you. And I said, do not say a <laughs> word to me. And I walked back to our car. And the day ended right then. It very front fire. Last night at the movie theater, the bit I pulled off very successfully, not being recognized. There was like a, a teenage kid. You, yeah. You've seen this kid before. You know this kid. He's sitting at the movie theater. He's, you know, he's, 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 his favorite movie is, is a Marvel movie from a year ago. On his badge, he's got a pimple or two, and uh-huh. he's helping you with your popcorn and your soda, right? Uh-huh. And so he's a very nice kid, and he's he's filling out the you know the, the doing everything he needs to do to get me my popcorn and my soda. I'm about to see plain movie. I'm super excited it came out, and so he goes, uh, "Pick your seat here," and he goes, and then the whole theater is open except for one seat, and I was like, "I'll take that one," and I point to the seat right next to the the one that's taken. Again, there's like a hundred and some seats. High quality bit there. There's one very good dad joke. Lit up yep. seat. And he's like, oh, the orange seat is taken. The blue ones are available. And I said, no, 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 not the orange seat, the one right next to it. He's like, someone's sitting in the orange one. And I'm like, yeah, I want to sit right next to him. And he's like, um, the rest of them are open. And I said, no, I want to sit right next to that guy. He's like, do you know him? And I was like, no. He like wa- turns around, like talks to someone. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed- what rule's been violated? So I was like, just put me wherever you want me. So, because I successfully pulled off the bit oh. and weirded that that guy out for a story he's probably telling someone today. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field. Well, that's the excellent part. The part that I can't handle is when you went to actually the guy in the theater. That one backfired a bit. Yeah. The guy was sitting there when I walked into the theater, the only other guy in the whole theater. The guy. And I told him, I said, hey, I tried to buy the seat right next to you because that would be funny. But they didn't want to sell it to me. And he just looked at me without saying anything, <laughs> and then looked back at the screen as if to say, "Leave me alone forever." So it worked out. Everything went so great. So you bet. You hit five hundred last night. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take that. Joey Manessis does that for yeah. a month. 
mean, Clary, Player of the month. Clary's tweeting about it, right? Allen's in Frederick. What's up, Allen? Yeah, good afternoon, gents. Um, hey, listen, I, uh, I try to live my life every day the Jimmy Valvano way of trying to laugh, trying to cry, trying to think. And today's kind of been rough, and I haven't been able to get the laughing or thinking part. But, uh, but Danny's story kind of got me thinking of a, a similar story that Grant had a while back. And it, it kind of came up with something that I was thinking about to kind of help you guys resolve any disputes going forward. Hmm. And, uh, and I think what would happen is if you guys you have some sort of dispute that you can't get past, is that you pick a neutral site garage. And you have a, a scenario where two men enter and you have Grant come in in a bathrobe and a rake. And Danny comes in with a fistful of stuffies and a six iron. And there's only one door. <laughs> We're going to have and try. No, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Then the lights go down. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle comes on. Uh-huh. A strobe light starts flashing. Someone unleashes a barrel full of ill-tempered rodents and marsupials. And whoever can get to the door first wins that particular argument. And I think because I of that, I would because just of that, start... I haven't stopped laughing for like five minutes. So uh, <laughs> because you guys have been able to help me out with the, my Jimmy B kind of vow, I am. I Winning love, off I the field. The How about it? I would just start swinging that rake until I heard Danny fall to the ground. I mean, I, that's, that rake would just be – because the, the rake is longer than the club. Yes. Yeah. And now it's less substantial, and it's like it's more cumbersome to swing it, but it's got the reach advantage. He is referencing, I think, uh, my squirrel situation. When a squirrel was in my garage, yeah. and then I was barefoot, and it was trying to bite my feet, and I was pushing it away with a broom, just at the highest pitch in the middle of my neighborhood, in my underwear, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. like now in my driveway, like, stay away! Stay away! <laughs> just completely. You better hope the Twitter tough guy didn't hear that story. He uh, might start oh, yelling at you. He would tweet me. He's probably muted. He's chirping you now. Let's go to Jason in Richmond. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? Hey, man. Hey, you know, you know. As a man, and you got a daughter and a wife, you know, a lot of times we got to back down because they're the ones that, you know, obviously they know everything. My daughter went off to college, met this guy, you know, just, oh, fell in love with him. My wife was like, oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I've met him and said he's a jerk, <laughs> you know, but, of course, I couldn't say anything. Yeah, what are you going to say? You no, know, I couldn't say anything. Right, right. So then they proceeded to get married. I'm like, oh, God, why is this happening? I talked to her. I said, look, I'll pay for everything. Just don't get to it. No, we love him. We love him. My wife is like, you shouldn't be so mean. That's our daughter. She loves him. I'm going to support him. I said, okay, that's fine. We go through the wedding and everything else. You know, four or five years go down the line. I'm saying to myself, he comes to the house, I give him the most icy cold stare I possibly can. My wife is like, you shouldn't be like that. You should love him. I said, he's a jerk. But nope. I can't say anything. I have to just grin and bear it. The best part of the life is two weeks ago, my daughter came home to me. She said, Dad, I should have listened to you. I'm leaving that a-hole. I looked at my wife and said, "Uh, do you want to say anything to me? She looked at me and said, she looked at me and said, don't say a word to me. Therefore... Running off the field. I mean, we can I say we've never had Sir. anyone celebrate their daughter's divorce in winning off the field. But he knows what's important that he was right. right. The, the divorce probably not the winning off the field as much as the he gets to claim victory over his wife. You puff your chest out, buddy. You walk a little pep in your step. With all due respect to Darius and Chantilly, we're gonna have to end it right there. Someone just went winning off the field <laughs> on a divorce. My daughter's going through a divorce. Heartbreak. Therefore, and, and I am. Heart in a million pieces, Woo-hoo. picking up the, the, and moving forward with this life-altering 
terrible thing being celebrated on winning off the field. Hey, you were right. Your wife was wrong. Atta boy. Yeah, that's Let's your takeaway. Hey, divorce is Hold man. that hand, head up high. Holy matrimony. Grant and Danny on the fan. The Beltway Blitz is next. We're previewing every playoff game today. Dolphins-Bills at 425 right here on G&D. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.